You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we'll get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, I recently caught up with a few of my cycling friends and asked them about their favorite ride or maybe a bucket list ride that they want to make. Let's hear what they came up with. All right. Tell everyone your name. Kim Smith. Kim Smith. Tell me that. Is that a real name? You'll never know. <laughs> All right, Kim Smith, if that's your real name. Do you have a favorite bike ride or a bucket list ride you'd like to tell listeners about? Mm, I have a lot of favorites or a lot of good bike rides, but my favorite bike ride is pedaling from Miami to Key West. Ooh, and what made that your favorite ride? It is beautiful. There are no hills other than going over the bridges and you just have to look in front of you to make sure you don't run into the person ahead of you while you're trying to look on ocean both sides. And it's just amazing. The only thing that's different about that, it's not like riding around here where we do it in the dark. You want to be at your end spot by the time it's dark. And did you do this adventure as a camping event or were you hoteling? We had a support vehicle luckily so they were able to take our tents and we tented in different places some of the coolest places I've ever seen because they're right on the ocean you woke up you open up your tent door and all you see is palm trees and water I actually was with you on this adventure and I can tell you one morning I opened up my tent and there was a big huge iguana there to greet me yeah instead of bunnies there's lizards so you got to get used to that, but it's still so worth it. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, listeners, I'm going to get into this. For, you know what? One more question for you, Kim. What was the reason that you did Miami to Key West? It is my favorite because it was my birthday ride. So all week we got special things. We got candy. We got cakes. We got all kinds of stuff. It was amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on to share this. And I'm going to pause and give you guys some more information about Miami to Key West. Oh, yes. Miami to Key West. It was back in 2016 when I went with Kim and a group of about a dozen people to pedal from Miami to Key West. We had a support driver who drove the van, and behind the van was a trailer to haul all of our gear. It was about maybe 160 miles from Miami to Key West, and we were celebrating Kim's birthday and designed it so we had plenty of time to get down to Key West. We probably averaged only 40 or so miles a day, and the most challenging part of the trip was not stopping at every single restaurant or bar. There were a lot of them. The route was pretty simple. Once you make your way out of Miami, it's pretty much all Highway 1. It may not be this way anymore, but there was a really nice bike trail along Highway 1 that kept us off the highway for the most part, but every couple of miles there would be a locked gate that would prevent us from continuing on the trail. We would have to cross the highway and then take 
the shoulder or the bike lane until we could see that the trail was available again, and then we'd have to recross back over. Um, I'm not sure the reason for the lock gates, but someone said or thought it might be to keep people from fishing on the bridges. I'm not sure. Anyway, it definitely created a bit of excitement and danger as we made our way to the iconic mile marker zero and the southernmost point of the United States, which is Key West. And speaking of bridges, going over Seven Mile Bridge was crazy. We did have plenty of room as far as a shoulder, but the traffic was flying by so fast and there was a lot of debris on the shoulder for us to weave around. There were also plenty of signs telling us not to stop on the bridge, and we did not, so we didn't get to document the views, but trust me, they were amazing. One thing I did not expect was the lack of beachfront for public use. Of course, we could see the Atlantic Ocean and the Gulf of Mexico, but it was rare to be able to touch the water. It seemed like any open areas had big jagged rocks instead of like beautiful sand, I assume if we were staying at resorts along the way, there would have been beautiful beaches and sand to enjoy. For the most part, we stayed at hostels and campgrounds each night, which were plentiful. Of course, there are plenty of communities along Highway 1, which would make this an easy route to bike and stay in hotels or resorts along the way as well. Most of the communities were designed for tourists, so I would recommend that if you do this ride, like us, give yourself plenty of time to enjoy all the local businesses, restaurants, and bars along the way. I would do this ride again for sure, although I probably would start south of Miami, and I would definitely increase the daily mileage. Okay, next up, tell us your name. My name is Tyler Vickstrom. Tyler Vickstrom, and I have done quite a few rides with Tyler. Actually, we are together tonight getting ready to ride our bikes in a little bit of snow and sleet um, now that we both have fat bikes, right? Yes, it's, it's a lot of fun. Okay, so tell us either one of your favorite bike rides or maybe a bucket list ride. Well, one of my favorite rides was the Katy Trail ride. I really enjoyed that one because I was totally self-contained that whole week. And what does self-contained mean to you? Basically, you have everything on your bike you need for camping and food and whatnot. And the Katy Trail, uh, I believe I've done a couple of episodes about the Katy Trail, which I will put in our show notes. But, like, what did you enjoy about the actual trail itself? Well, I enjoyed that it was crushed limestone. I ride on so much uh, pavement that it's nice to do something a little different. And would you consider the Katy Trail to be flat or, like, how would you describe it? Oh, there's some slight inclines here and there, but for the most part, I would say it's pretty flat. And I would tell anybody that it would be a really good ride to do. And it is a rail trail, and I am going to pause for a second and give you some details about the Katy Trail. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you, Murph. Ah, yes, the Katy Trail. You can hear my recap along with... um, Another episode, episode 120 and episode 90, are both about the Katy Trail. I am a huge fan of the Katy Trail and have done portions of it many times. Last year in 2022, Tyler and I decided to do the entire Katy Trail, end to end. So the Katy Trail is a 237-mile rail trail 
that stretches across most of the state of Missouri. Over half the trail's link follows the Lewis and Clark path up the Missouri River, and you can ride beneath amazing bluffs that provide breathtaking views, and of course a great view of the river as well. After leaving the river area, the trail like goes through farmland, and it really captures small-town America. We decided to do the west-to-east route, which is Clinton, Missouri, to Mockins, Missouri, and we even used the Amtrak with our bikes to get us as far west as we could go. We basically just went online, bought a train ticket that included a bicycle, which I think the coach seat was like $35, and it was only 10 bucks to get my bike on the train. You can, of course, hear more details about that adventure in episode 120, like I mentioned. Oh, and back in 2007, Katy Trail State Park was chosen as the second rail trail to be included in the Hall of Fame. When I did End to End, we camped every night, but there are B&Bs, hostels, and of course camping opportunities right on the trail. There were also a lot of wineries and breweries that were well worth stopping. Some require quite a hike up like to the top of the bluffs, but the views were well worth the effort. This is another trail that I would happily do again. All right, next up, tell me your name. My name is Chris Zubak. Uh, How about like, do you like road biking, trail biking, gravel biking, adventure biking? I think my biking would fall under trail, gravel, adventure biking. I love that. And that's kind of the way things are moving anyway. And as far as here we are in 2023 and it's, it's hard to, at least in my circle of friends, which you're part of, it's hard to find somebody who still just does road riding. I totally agree with you on that. And I would say it's a little bit of safety. Possibly. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So do you have either a favorite bike ride you want to share with listeners or a bucket list ride? Favorite bike rides uh, that I recall recent history was Brainerd to Bemidji, where there was a huge group of us that did that over a week, week, long weekend, I guess. And then just this past September, you and I and a handful of other friends did a gravel ride just west of here for my birthday, which I thought was really awesome. And if I recall the one you're referring to at the end there, Hannon Park, right? That is correct. And then the first one that you mentioned was, say that again. A Brainerd to Bemidji on the uh, Paul Bunyan Trail. Paul Bunyan Trail. And I've also done that. Actually, I was with you when we <laughs> we did that one together. That one was a blast. And I'm going to go ahead and segue into some more information about that trail. So thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you very much. The Paul Bunyan Trail. This was quite an adventure. I absolutely loved like 99.9% of it. And you can hear a recap of the entire uh, trip that we did to do the Paul Bunyan Trail in episode 81. So the Paul Bunyan State Trail is located in northern Minnesota, and it's about 115, 120 miles long, not including a couple of short, like, on-road connections through the cities. Um, Baxter was one of them, and, of course, Bemidji, Extending all the way from Crow Wing State Park to Lake Bemidji State Park, this is the 
longest of Minnesota state trails and also the longest continuously paved rail trail in the country. Like I just said, the trail itself is paved, but there were plenty of like bumps and cracks. So if you do this trail, it'll definitely keep you on your toes. When I did this ride, I was really glad to be riding my touring bike with bigger tires. Oh man, the views of northern Minnesota are spectacular, and every community we went into was full of friendly people. One thing we also noticed was how polite people in vehicles were. At any intersection we came upon, people in vehicles went out of their way to stop and wait for us to cross and waved, just like really friendly overall. We started our journey from Crow Wing State Park, and leaving this area, the trail was clearly marked and it was full of fun twists and turns for several miles. Pines, prairies, hardwoods were the views, and we loosely followed the old mighty Mississippi all the way to Brainerd. Now the Rails to Trails Conservancy inducted the Paul Bunyan Trail into the 2011 Rail Trail Hall of Fame. And like I mentioned, this is a rail trail, but there are a few exceptions. There's a nine mile segment that passes through, I believe it's Chippewa National Forest. And this segment is, there's rolling hills, there's curves, and grades that reach about 8%. So a little bit challenging. And my only word of caution for this adventure would be one word ticks. There were so many ticks. Maybe it was just the time of year or the weather, but yikes. With all that said, this is definitely a adventure I would do again for sure. All right, tell the listeners your name. My name is Tommy Jewell. Tommy Jewell, nice to have you on the podcast. And either one or the other, or maybe you want to answer both. What's one of your favorite bike rides or any bucket list rides you want to tell the listeners about? Well, I do like the local rides, like Team Stiff rides, one of my favorites. Where does the Team Stiff ride happen? It's happened in many different places. started in different places, but it's more local. Cedar Rapids to uh, Sutlip. Okay. Any bucket list rides that you want to share? I kind of would like to ride in New Zealand. I would also love to ride in New Zealand. Maybe we should plan a trip, or do you already know of any specific routes there? Well, I have friends that live there. Don't know of any routes, but I guess they have some type volcano rides, which I'd love to do. I don't know. Besides, I was going to say, besides it being beautiful in New Zealand, I really don't know anything more about it. Like, is it warm or cold, or like, what kind of bikes would we take? It's very warm because, of course, it's right off Australia. Um, bikes, I don't know. We'd have to look into that one. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we're starting think, to plan for New Zealand right now. I think we could take any bike. I mean, I'm sure there's off-road stuff that you'd have to take a pretty heavy-duty bike, but road bikes probably be fine. And I would guess, um, you know, I'm going to have to look at a map, but whether or not we'd have to, like, keep all of our stuff on our bike, you know, like kind of have your outfits for each day, or if we would be, you know, have a support vehicle where we would maybe hotel it the whole time. I prefer support. They they can carry more beer that way. (laughs) Perfect. All right, Tommy. Well, thank you. We're going to pause and I'm going to look up some New Zealand stuff and tell the listeners about it. Thank you very much, Kathy.
New Zealand. So I had to do some research to learn about biking opportunities in New Zealand. New Zealand proclaims that they are a mountain biking mecca with world-class trails ranging from easy to epic. Of course, they are also famous for bike touring, and I found a couple of pretty cool trails that I've added to my bike it list that I will share with you. Central Otago is a candidate for New Zealand's most scenic cycling destination. It's considered one of the most notable trails. It's only about 21 miles, but it offers a spectacular ride along the river. It's located just about an hour south of Auckland, and from here you can access the stunning, I'm going to say it wrong, but maybe Haraka Rail Trail. And it sounds like this trail has been expanding for the past few years, with new sections being added all the time. And there are now five sections to the trail, and it covers over 100 miles. The path takes you through a stunning gorge, one of New Zealand's most spectacular sites. And from what I read, it looks like it's well worth spending a few days exploring. Another is the West Coast Wilderness Trail. The west coast of New Zealand's South Island is one of the most rugged in the world. With that said, they offer flat bike trails to explore the area. The West Coast Wilderness Trail is one of the country's smoothest and most accessible trails. You would pedal through ancient rainforest, along glacial rivers, around moody lakes, and across some pretty stunning wetlands. This 84-mile trail seems to be a popular one. Actually, anything on the West Coast seemed like a good place to start a New Zealand bike adventure. I think I definitely need to do this soon. Well, thanks, guys, for sharing your opinions on great places to bike, and thanks to you for listening. Check out the show notes for links to more information on all of these bike destinations. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology and visit both my Facebook and Instagram pages for daily entertainment. I have more great episodes in the pipeline, so I hope you continue to be a Morphology Podcast listener.